welcome to Marriage is Simply, a podcast. I'm your host, Lee Brewer. And I'm your host, Emily Brewer. Today on Marriage is Simply, we talk about the myths that you would find in marriage. And after you listen to this podcast, head on over to marriageassimply.com to check out our weekly blog. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under the name Marriage is Simply. We want to give a shout out to Mike and Elle in Palmetto, Georgia. They're friends of ours, and we saw them the other day, and I had forgotten my wallet. Their response to this was, didn't you just talk about that in one of your podcasts? <laughs> we sure did. In fact, it was our very first episode. If you want to hear about how Lee tends to forget his wallet way too often, go back and listen to that one. Thanks, Mike and Elle, for listening. We love you guys. And now, on to today's topic, the myths in marriage. So, why is this such an important thing to discuss? Well, we all have ideas going into marriage, maybe from other relationships we've seen or things that we've read, but there are a few things that you really need to know may not be entirely true before you enter into that marriage covenant. And we wanted to bring some of those myths to light to some of you who may be newlyweds or haven't been married very long, or maybe you've been married a while and still struggling through some of these ideas. We're going to list five myths, talk about them, and then at the end, we're going to come back with a new segment called That Hits Home, and we're going to tell you which myths really hit home for us. All right, myth number one, once you're married, you'll have half the chores to do. That's right. You're getting married. Someone else is there to pick up half of that work, right? Yeah, because the work doesn't double or anything when two people enter a marriage. Okay, there was some sarcasm in there, I do believe. But you're right. Since there are two of you, now there's going to be twice as many dishes and twice as much laundry, right? Yeah, absolutely. Usually you're moving into maybe a bigger place or there's more square footage to clean. It's just not true. There's not going to be half. And if you don't talk about it ahead of time, it may actually be double because one may have different expectations than the other. In fact, I think we talked about this on the last episode. We definitely did. So if you guys are struggling with that, go back and listen to our last episode. I believe it was entitled, Doing What Your Spouse Cannot. We definitely hit on myth number one in that one. That's right. So for more details about myth number one, just go back to the last episode of our podcast and you can get an in-depth look at that one. All right. So myth number two. Love is all you need. Oh, love. Yes. It makes me want to sing a song. Love is all you need. But I won't. I'll refrain. Thank you for that. That's right. We don't want to drive our listeners away. But the question, I guess, with this myth, is love all you need? It sounds so good. It sounds so romantic, so fairy tale like but no, love is not all you need. You need communication. You need to work things out. It sounds great, but love's not it. You also need food and shelter and clothing. And jobs. And jobs. And so all of that does need to be wrapped up in love. It really does. But to say love is all you need is a little naive. It's a little bit blind. And I think having a plan having good communication, and having good expectations all wrapped in love is super important. And I think that's where maybe some premarital counseling could come in. That's where having someone who is older and has been down that marriage trail a little bit further would come into play to help you as those things arrive in your life that you have to make decisions about and you have to talk about and you have to come together to understand each other. If you enter into a marriage and think it's just going to be love and butterflies and roses every day, the first time a problem comes up, you're going to be devastated. Now, love is very important, but let's be real with each other here. There aren't always feelings of love. 
even in a marriage. Some days, love is hard to come by. Love is this idea of butterflies and warm, fuzzy hugs. And fuzzy hugs? That, that doesn't that sound sounds very, disgusting. Yeah, that doesn't sound as appealing now that I said that out loud. But you get these warm, fuzzy feelings. Love is definitely the right idea, but the idea that love is all you need to make a marriage healthy and surviving, whatever life throws at you, maybe that's not the best quote. I'll say that's a myth. Love is all you need. You can still be lovable when you don't feel love, because I think that's the first step in bringing that feeling back, bringing love back, but you need more than love. You need to be loving. All right. Myth number three. You complete each other. Oh, you complete me. You complete me. You had me at hello. All the wonderful movie lines we can think of. You complete each other is definitely a myth. Mm. Myth number three, you complete each other. See, marriage is not about completing each other as much as it's about complementing each other. It's not taking someone who's incomplete or broken and filling them out and fixing them. It's more of two people coming together, figuring out how to have the best life imperfectly, but maybe your best potential. So you're saying you don't have an Emily-sized hole in your heart that I feel? No, I'm sorry. I might go with a God-sized hole in my heart. An Emily-sized hole? No. But I will say you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, Yeah, but you, you can't go into a marriage saying, oh, you complete me. You make me whole. Because again, there are going to be days where you completely want to knock the other person off the face of the earth. <laughs> so if that person's completing you, it's going to be devastating. You have to be your own person in a marriage, but then together you make each other better. You're the best version of yourselves together. So what does that mean? complimenting each other, saying, oh, I like your eyes. Is that what you're saying? No, I think it means recognizing the imperfect partner that you have in marriage, the person who can't do everything perfectly, yet I can bring something to the table. So I may bring a strength to you that you need, but likewise, you bring things to me that I need. And so in life, it's not that we're imperfect, therefore failures, but we're imperfect, therefore we can help each other. And we'll actually talk more about that in our next segment, how we complement each other. Some of it's funny, some of it's serious, but it's all 100% us. That's right. Authentic. Myth number four. 50% of marriages end in divorce. We've all heard that statistic. I've heard that for so many years. 50% of marriages end in divorce. And people say it like this is a predictor, like warning, warning, warning. Half of you right here in this room will get a divorce. It's inevitable. There's nothing you can do about it. And I just have always felt that there was something we could do about it. Yeah, and I also almost think they say it as an out. Like, hey, I know you're getting married. You're excited. But just so you know, half of the time it's not going to work out. So if not, it's okay. And I think giving an out that's already in your head before you've even begun is dangerous. Giving a couple an out, giving them an excuse before they've even really begun down the journey of marriage is damaging. It really is. Because what we need to instill in ourselves, in our marriages, in our young people that can grow up to become great husbands and great wives is that no matter what you face, you face it together, you can get through it together. And by intentionally taking the right steps in your marriage, you can have a healthy marriage. You don't have to accept the possibility of divorce. Instead, you accept the assurance that you can have a great marriage. Yeah, and you're listening this to this and thinking, okay, so 50% of marriages end in divorce. Is that a myth or is it true? Well, we did a lot of research on this statistic, and it's actually a hard number to nail down. Some things are saying, okay, if you are under the age of this, if you live in this area, if you both have jobs. So it's a hard statistic 
to actually get an accurate number on. But what we want you to hear is that even if research said 99.999% of marriages end in divorce, yours does not have to. You do not have to accept defeat. You do not have to accept that statistic going in. Your marriage is going to be what both of you make it. So just go into it saying we're in this for the long haul. This is us. We're together. And then you'll find ways to work together to work through the problems, to fight, and to fight fair, as we've covered in previous podcasts, and you'll learn how to love and love deeply. Myth number five, finances can make or break a relationship. Now, I'm sure all of us right here in podcast land would all say we would love to have plenty of money, but the idea that money is going to make or break our marriages simply is a myth. It is not true. You can have very little money, or you can be rich. The idea of marriage never falls in line with money. It falls in line with who you are, who you're becoming, and who you're becoming together. Absolutely. Now, I think having a realistic budget set in place for couples can make things go a lot smoother because one of the top reasons that couples fight and argue and even split up is finances. But again, you've got to have a plan. Whether you've been married for a week or 50 years, it's never too late to sit down, Talk together, talk about money, but the money does not have to be what makes your marriage a success or what breaks your relationship. Talking about it ahead of time can really alleviate a lot of those problems or talking about it at any time. The idea of money in a relationship has got to be filtered through the idea that money is a tool. The money is just a tool. You have a job, you get the money so you can buy food and clothes and a house and a car. What the trap of money is is when you look at your neighbors or you look down the street or you look at people on TV and say, look how much they have. I want that too. I deserve it too. And then you go out and you try to live beyond your means. And that's when you can get into a lot of danger. Now, Emily and I will tell you, debt is stressful. Now, they'll say there's good debt and there's bad debt, but I can just tell you, debt is stressful because when you owe somebody money, you've got to figure out how to get that money. If you owe for your house, a mortgage, or if you're renting, or if you owe for a car and you've got a payment, or if you owe for anything like credit cards, you are indebted to somebody and you have to make the money to give them the promised note you have made. You've signed on the dotted line. What happens with debt in the marriage is that you begin to discuss what you can and can't do together. Can you take a trip? Can you afford to go to the movies? Can you afford new clothes, new shoes, a new car? And when you have debt, oh, that just that throws a third person right there in that conversation of what you can do together moving forward. Now, that creates stress, but marriage has stress. And finances can be a great tool that gives you freedom and gives you wonderful memories and gives you opportunity. In fact, Emily, would you like to tell them what we're doing right now? Yes, we actually are coming to you live. Well, you're not listening to this live, but we're recording live from a hotel room in downtown Atlanta. We decided we were going to get away for a few days. And we talked about different trips, travel destinations. We were going to drop the kids off with the grandparents and just get away, just the two of us, because we highly recommend that. Now, we talked about this months and months ago, but we had something we had to pay off to reach some financial goals along the way. And we couldn't make any great financial plans until we were paid off on something else. But once we got paid off, once we were out from under that little note, we decided, let's go. A couple of days away, let's just go downtown. Right now, we're we're about the 57th floor overlooking downtown Atlanta. It's a wonderful view. This is beautiful, but it's possible because we saved. We got out of debt. And we made good financial choices to be able to make these kind of memories. 
And when we had that debt pop up, we didn't let it break us. We just worked together to get rid of it. We put our heads together and we worked together. We didn't let it consume who we were as a couple. We just got rid of it. And I think maybe we should do a financial podcast in the future to help couples be able to think through their finances a little better. And maybe we'll bring some guests on. We're talking about that. We'll have some guests that can help as well. Maybe we can do that one from Cancun or something fun like that. What do you think? (laughs) I like how you talk, girl. I like how you talk. All right. Myth one, you'll have half the chores to do. Myth number two, love is all you need. Myth number three, you complete each other. Myth number four, 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Myth number five, finances can make or break a relationship. Now, again, all of these things are part of marriage and they're important, but none of them have to be set in stone. That's right. And none of them are going to be the undoing of your marriage when you communicate and you tackle them head on. Absolutely. Now, let's move to a segment that we call... That Hits Home. That Hits Home. Baseball reference, sound effects, something great, crowd goes wild. This is a segment in which we will talk about the five myths we just listed. And we'll actually talk about it from the perspective of us coming into our marriage almost 16 years ago, I suppose. Yes. And so does this hit home in what we believed going into our marriage? So myth number one, you'll have half the chores to do now that you're married. Oh, chores. This is definitely a big topic in our marriage. We did not talk about this before we got married, and we really probably should have. We probably should have. So you come from a very traditional household. Your parent, your mom does all the inside stuff. And my dad does all the outside stuff. Yes. Very, very clear line. Yes. But my parents switched it up. I mean, there wasn't this clear gender roles in their marriage. So that was kind of what I was used to looking at. Right. And so we actually never talked about who's going to do what chores, how much are you going to do with each chore. We figured, "Ah, we'll figure it out. And the problem was there were times when nobody did the chores. Yes. (laughs) Because I expected her to do it. She expected me to do it. But I think we're finally starting to figure it out only 16 years in, and that's okay. It's a learning process every single day. We figured out what each person's good at, what each person's not so good at. We pick up the slack for each other. That's right. We both kind of pitch in in the different areas. Myth number two. Love is all you need. I would have to say that didn't really hit home for me. No, I think being in ministry and seeing so many other examples of relationships, we really kind of understood that love wasn't the only part of marriage. We saw a lot of the practical sides of marriages before we got married. So no, that one didn't really hit home for us. Now we love each other, obviously, but... We realize a lot more goes into marriage than just that. I believe you've also said you love mullets in past podcast episodes too, but we won't get into that. And you love cheap paper towels. Myth number three, you complete each other. Did this hit home for you? No, it did not. Because again, I think this was another one of our realistic expectations. We definitely compliment each other. I'm the calm one in the relationship. And you're the overdramatic one. So I have to often calm you down. That's a really great example. Wow. Wow. Okay. Say I'm wrong. Say I'm wrong. I don't like this illustration at all. I don't like this illustration at all. I would say for me, it did not hit home because I I never viewed it as I was going to find someone who completed me. I really do think I was looking for someone who could compliment me, who could be what I couldn't be on my own. But that's not the same as completing me. That's something... 
I wanted to get married and have someone I could do life with, and life would be better because I was with them. I think helpmate was a really big popular word when we were dating and before we got married. And I was really looking for that, a helpmate, a person to help me through life, a person I could do life together with. Helpmate, that's a great word. And helper is actually the title of a blog last week on our website. So guys, go over and check out our blogs on the website. Nice little plug there. Thank you, Emily. Didn't see that coming. All right. Myth number four, (laughs) 50% of marriages end in divorce. I I would say this hit home. Yeah, it has to hit home for every new marriage because everybody hears this. And I actually had people tell me, you've got to be careful. 50% of marriages end in divorce. And they said it almost like I could catch it like a disease. You know, we're coming just past the one year mark of COVID, the pandemic. And we've been so careful with masks and now vaccinations and six feet apart. And there's country songs written about it. And whatever your views of this pandemic has been, you can definitely say the whole world has been on high alert, putting in safety protocols for this pandemic. Well, the way I heard 50% of marriages end in divorce sounded the same way. It was almost like this is going to happen to you unless you do everything possible Like I was going to catch it. It It's like a disease that maybe I couldn't stop from happening. But think about it like this. If we are as careful in our marriages as we have been, or most of us have been about this pandemic, where we put safeguards in place to protect ourselves, I have a feeling that 50% would be much lower. If we were intentional with those, you're right. We would have a much lower divorce rate. And one of the big hedges we put in place was before we ever got married, we said divorce is not an option. That's not what we're going to do. That's not where we're going with this. We will work it out. We will fight through it. We will figure it out. Well, I don't know which one of these myths hit home with you. Any of these five could be a part of your thinking in your marriage. But we want you to know the main message. Your marriage could be growing stronger, healthier because of the intentionality that you put forth into your marriage. And if all of the myths hit home, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're doomed. It just means you've got some work to do. And that's one of the reasons we're here and we're doing this. So if you need to talk about it, if you want to talk through, if you want us to be part of that, send us an email about the myths that you've believed in your marriage. Maybe the things that have held you back. Send it to Lee at marriagesimply.com or Emily at marriagesimply.com. Guys, we want to walk through this with you. We want to know. And since you said we want to know, it's now time to go. We'll be back in two weeks with a new podcast titled Marriages Simply having the best vacations. And remember, marriage is simply something new every day. Now give me a kiss and let's put this podcast to bed. Mm -hmm.